Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. It is Sunday, February 16, 2020, and this is the Evan with Allison Show. As always, this the Evan with Allison show is presented to you by Flex Fitness Center in Racine, Wisconsin, located 2400 Rapids Drive in Racine, right across the street from Horlick High School. Flex Gym gives you a great place to work on getting the best version of you, getting in shape, losing weight, getting working on uh, gaining strength, and they also offer therapeutic massages and personal training services. You know, check them out at 2400 Rapids Drive. Uh, Check them out and see what they have that can help you if you are looking to make some lifestyle changes in 2020. So, lots to talk about tonight. Um, lots Lots of stuff that I could talk about tonight. There's a couple of things that I really want to mention and share and discuss and talk to people about. So the first thing I want to talk about, so mostly this is going to be sports talk. Um, That's what this is going to be. But I want to kind of give you an idea of where I'm coming from bringing you this show. As you can clearly hear listening to the show, I don't sound like your usual sports talk people. But there is one point in my life that... I wouldn't even have this opportunity to do this, um, to have the confidence and the ability to throw my headset on, hold my microphone in my hand, and talk to you about my thoughts and my feelings and my opinions on the sports world. So Friday, I uh, was part of a mass. Um, I, I do recognize myself as Catholic. Um, That's what I consider myself, and I was at a Mass, and the Gospel was talking about um, Jesus helping a mute, um, deaf person, person that couldn't hear nor speak, uh, be able to speak and hear, and it it, kind of struck me a little close to home, and I kind of want to share this story. I shared it Friday, and I kind of want to share this story with you, kind of give you um, an idea of where I come from, and then just as a way of encouragement is, you know, never never stop chasing your dreams, because you never know when you might quite, you know, you never know when you might get there. So when I was growing up, and I say this, and I want to start off by saying thank you, and, you know, I love you to, you know, my parents who... Without them and their support and their advocating for me as a small young child, um, I wouldn't be, I don't even know where I would be. I definitely wouldn't be doing this. 
I definitely wouldn't be in social work. I definitely wouldn't be podcasting. I definitely wouldn't be working in radio um, as a producer. So when I was younger, um, teachers and experts and uh, whoever, they they really strongly wanted my my uh, parents to get me enrolled and and start learning American Sign Language, which. I, I kind of wish I would have learned it because I think it's a great skill to have. But at the thing, the time what being at, at, the, at that particular point in time, they wanted me to learn sign language because they felt that I would never be able to speak to be understood. They never felt that I would be able to make coherent words and sentences and be able to talk pretty much because my speech was pretty bad when I was younger. Um, and through a lot of work, through a lot of, uh, support from parents and teachers, um, that were willing to, you know, push me and work with me, speech therapists, for example, I busted my butt and now you hear me now. And it kind of took a little while for me to be comfortable enough with my voice that I wouldn't have an issue, uh, doing this. And part of that happened when I dropped, uh, which I put a bunch of the weight back on, but when I dropped uh, a ton of weight, I started feeling more self-confident about myself. And I started feeling, you know, thinking to myself, why not me in going over to be a sports talk professional? So I guess what I'm trying to get to here is don't let anybody tell you that you, tell you, that you cannot do something. Don't let anybody put you in... Uh, you know, in a, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you cannot do something because you're putting, you're allowing them to put limits on yourself. And don't ever say to yourself that you can't do something. Because again, you're putting limits on yourself. And yes, I was never going to be an NFL football player. But I busted my butt to try to be the best, uh, best player that I could be. And yeah, I wasn't that great of a player, but I, I worked hard to be what I could be. Um, and then obviously it wasn't a skill that I could go after, but, you know, being a sports talk host, uh, sports talk show host is something that I want to do. It's a dream that I'm going after and I want to keep fighting for it and going after it until I, I, I get there. In the meantime, you get to listen to me podcast and talk sports and give my opinions and thoughts. And if you disagree with them, that's fine. If you agree with them, that's awesome. But you can always tweet at me at Evan with Sports. You can always email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. And that's if you have anything you want to say about something I talked about during my show, one of my opinions. If you want to get help or support or advice on making lifestyle changes to better your health and your fitness. Um, or if you just want to reach out and say, hey, you know, you can tweet at me and follow me or you can uh, email me. You know, that's perfectly fine. So, sports topic-wise, so now we got to move into sports. This is a sports talk show. I am here to talk sports. Um, that is what my, my specialty is. And But I, I just wanted to get that off my chest really quick. Um, and also, again, say thank you and love you to my mom and dad if they are listening. I'm not sure if they're going to, but if they are, um, just want to say I love you and thank you. So, but Houston Astros. Major League Baseball and the Houston Astros. The cheating scandal. 
the Astros using technology to steal signs, using dr uh, trash cans as drums, and using video cameras and TV equipment and whatever, impossible buzzers or no buzzers and things like that. I'm getting really tired of the story. And at the end of the day, someone needs to tell Rob Manfred and the Houston Astros to just stop talking. Just stop talking about it. Like you knew it was going to be brought up when spring training started. You knew players are going to get asked about it. Coaches are going to get asked about it. But every time either Manfred or the Astros say something, it, it stirs everything back up all over again. And this story spends another week in the news cycle. Look, Major League Baseball dropped the ball. Uh, they, they completely dropped the ball with their investigation. They wanted to get it swept under the rug as quickly as they could and be done with it and thought they could just move on. But there are a lot of questions left unanswered that people want to know the answers to. How long were they doing this? Was it just only in 2017? Did they also do this in 2019? Um, did they use buzzers? Did they, they use other technology? How, you know, what kind of things did they steal? You know, things like that. People want to know. And Manfred didn't really answer very many questions during his investigation. Uh, gave all the players immunity and suspended the coach and the general manager of the Astros and fined them, which both those two ended up getting fired, and that was pretty much it for punishment. Since then, the Boston Red Sox have let their manager go, the New York Mets have let their manager go, and this is like the Lamb Chop song. This is a song that doesn't end. This is a story that won't end, and one of the biggest reasons why it won't end is because of the Houston Astros and Rob Manfred. They keep bringing it back into the spotlight. Like, I, I thought baseball had PR people. I thought the Astros had a PR department. But whoever is working in those departments, they need to get, they need to get something. They need to find new people to run in the PR department. Because the way they're handling it, the way the Astros are, the way Major League Baseball is, they're not handling it very good. Like I said, this is something that Manfred would prefer go away now. It's done with. It's over with. But they keep putting it back in the spotlight. The Astros, to start spring training, decide they're going to hold a press conference with the owner and with Dusty Baker and some players, and they're going to talk to the media, and their apology sucked. Like, even if you're not truly sorry, your apology sucked. Like, learn how to fake apologize. Because now people are getting mad at you because you don't really seem to think you did anything wrong to begin with. And you shouldn't have been punished. Or you uh not really taking full responsibility for it. And the owner commenting that, you know, he doesn't think it affected the outcomes of any games. When then uh, gets questioned about it, he says he never said that. You know, these are just examples of this owner, this franchise, this, you know, these, uh, you know, people in the Astros organization not really knowing what they're doing. And then Manfred keeps putting his foot in his mouth, too. And it's, it's truly, it's truly baffling. It really is. And then Manfred today talks about how 
talks about how um why he didn't consider stripping the Astros of the World Series. He called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Just a piece of metal. This is a commissioner of your sport. You're supposed to be somebody that's promoting the game and trying to help the game grow. But it's like every avenue Manfred gets, he is downplaying the game of baseball. And love him or hate him. You know, Bud Selig has these the skeletons in his closet. He does. But the thing is, Bud Selig truly loved the game of baseball. He loved baseball. He loved the sport. He loved everything about it. Manfred doesn't seem to love baseball. He seems to be in it because he wants that prestige. And he seems to be blundering everything he does. So, if I was the PR person trying to help cover this, basically... I'm Manfred, I just stop talking about it because everything you say and everything you do is is wrong. It's the, the opposite of what you should say and what you should do. You shouldn't call the World Series trophy a piece of metal. You shouldn't, you know, basically you're you're talking down on your sport by calling it just a piece of metal. Um, if you're the Astros, easy solution. Either A, and I know people aren't going to be happy about it either, but eventually comments and questions are going to eventually stop if you don't give them anything. You pull up Mark McGuire. I'm not here to talk about the past. Or you pull Dust or you have Dusty Baker be the spokesperson. Dusty Baker for you know for a little bit. Um, the only people only person you make available to talk to the media is Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, if asked about this cheating scandal, is I was not here when this scandal happened. But I can say it will not happen under my watch. And I can assure you of that. I can't comment on it. I wasn't here. But it will not happen with me as the manager. And that, that's the line. That's the line you use. Hammer home that line. It will not happen under my watch. It happened. I wasn't here for it. But it will not happen under my watch. And just go up, move on with it from there. Don't let uh, Correa talk anymore. Don't let Jose Otuve talk anymore. You know, bit, limit who you allow to talk. And if they are talking, we're not here to talk about the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm here to talk about the 2020 season. We're, we're looking to get back to the World Series this year after losing it last year. We're look, you know, we're excited. We have a young team. We have an exciting team. We're looking at the future. We're not looking at the past. That's what you leave it. That's what you talk about. That's where you go with it. Not put your foot in your mouth every single way humanly possible you can possibly think of every time you open your mouth. And Manfred, to me, I think he has to go. Baseball needs a new commissioner. We're going to probably see a strike. We're going to see work stoppage probably when the CBA comes about. And it's going to suck for baseball. Because everything Manfred seems to do has not the best does not have the best interest in the game of baseball at heart, and I, I truly believe that the rules that he's putting into place this year, this whole cheating scandal, the way they've handled it, you know, the NBA had their own scandal at the start of the year, this whole China thing. Do we still talk about it? We don't. We don't talk about it anymore. It went away by the time preseason was done. It went away. 
because they NBA didn't bring it to the spotlight every single chance they humanly got. When they did talk about it, they didn't drop the ball every humanly chance they got. Baseball not only brings it up every chance they get, Manfred and the Astros, but when they do, they say the wrong things. Again, not here to talk about the past. Here to talk about the 2020 season. And Baker, it will not happen under under on my watch. I will not allow this to continue on my watch. Trust me, it will not happen. The players won't do it. I won't let them. And I have no problem fining or whatever anyone that tries to engage in this behavior and be done with it. So that, that's just my thought on the whole cheating scandal. Moving on. XFL week two of the XFL underway. Um, I should say finished. To me, week one was a success. Really good success. The the action on the field was exciting. The action on the field was fun. Um, it it seemed to be a good tempo. The presentation was good, and it was just fun to watch. This week, yeah, the football wasn't as fun to watch. Um, we uh, we didn't. Yeah, it just wasn't as fun to watch. Um, I guess to be perfectly honest. But the thing is, we gotta be patient with the XFL. You know, the NFL some weeks was great, some weeks wasn't. Week sixteen, week seventeen, to be perfectly honest with the NFL, sometimes was impossible to watch because it just wasn't good football. But the thing is, with the XFL, you gotta be patient. You got to let it develop. You got to let it build. You got to let it get better. Um, you can't just shut it, you know, uh, flip out or freak out, you know, with one not so good week after a strong week. You know, you got to continue to find ways to build off a of week one and try to find ways to bring fans, continue to try to bring fans in. I'm very curious to see what the ratings are for the XFL this week. Um, I didn't watch a ton of the games due to uh, work and whatnot. Um, and then there's some obligations I had going on, but I did see, um, the Dallas game today and I did see part of the Guardians game yesterday. And the big thing is they got to figure out a way to improve the offense. One of the things people love about the NFL is, yeah, you get those defensive battles every now and then, but for the most part, people tune it in because they want to watch the offense. And that's what we are missing right now in the the XFL. Cardale Jones has uh, been really good at quarterback for uh, D.C. defenders. But quarterback play needs to improve. Um, but I, I just think you got to give it time, and you got to let it build and continue to grow. And I think you got something personally that could be sustainable if you allow it to. And they're not making some of the same mistakes as in the first go-around of the XFL. You know, the first go-around, Vince McMahon kept talking crap and running his mouth and attacking the NFL, that the NFL basically, uh, I would say, forced ESPN and other partners of theirs not to really discuss it unless it was something embarrassing. He hyped the product up to be better than the NFL, so people were excited to see if it was, and it wasn't. They're promoting the XFL as what it is. It's a spring football league that they hope develops into uh Something more serious. Oliver Luck's been doing a great job of promoting it and talking about it and building it. He's been a great commissioner for the XFL, and the presentation's better. And they got better networks. And some, I, I like the the kickoff rule. I like the point after rule. The one, two, or three points. Uh, 
Those are things I wouldn't mind seeing the NFL implement, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, with that said, um, I'm going to leave it at that. I want to thank you all for listening to my rant about the Astros and Major League Baseball and just completely destroying this whole uh, cheating scandal. Um, doing an awful job trying to get, you know, get it out the spotlight because everything they say and do puts it right back in. Um, so thank you so much. Late in this coming sh- uh, week, I'm going to do another show. I'm going to talk about the, well, not really second half of the NBA season because we're kind of beyond the halfway mark, but I'm going to talk about the the second half of the NBA season, um, talk about the Bucks. talk about the NBA as a whole, um, talk some Chris Middleton. Um, colleague and I kind of were going back and forth a little bit about Chris Middleton. Our opinions are pretty much opposite of one another. I think Middleton is a really good player. I think he's a great complimentary piece to the Bucks. I think he, other than one playoff series, has done pretty well in the playoffs overall, big picture. It was just unfortunate it was the most recent playoff series the Bucks played in, the Eastern Conference Finals. But they're also playing against Nick Nurse, who's shown that he is a very good defensive-minded NBA coach. So I'm going to talk about Middleton a little bit and the Bucks and whatnot. So with that said, thank you for listening. And I will get back at you uh, later on this week. This has been the Evan with Allison show. Have a good rest of your night. Have a good rest of your good week. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, I will talk to you all later.